Welcome to Victory Christian Center. You're about to hear from our senior pastor, Pastor Stefan Schlugel, as he brings uh, a once message again, on this Sunday uh, series of messages uh, is entitled Faith, the Key to Victorious Living. Today I want to be speaking about how to receive healing by faith. Uh, it's still part of the faith series, but we're focusing towards the healing uh, side. And of course, this is the last message on this particular subject, and we are flowing on into other things uh, the weeks to come. So we've said that, uh, just to quickly recap, uh, we've said that our God-given faith is the substance or the quality um, that uh, helps us to stand strong and secure in Jesus Christ, stand strong and secure in our salvation. Uh, we've said that faith is like a master key that unlocks all of God's promises. The Word of God tells us that all promises of God are yes and amen, all right, in Christ. Uh, but it's faith that unlocks these things. Um, and we said that it is by faith that we receive all that God has promised us and uh, everything that He has provided for us. And so this morning I want to start reading from Matthew's Gospel, or should I say from Mark's Gospel, chapter 5 in verse 25 onwards. Uh, the words are on the screen behind me, they are in your outline, so let's uh, have a look here. Verse 25, it says, there was a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years, and it suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. But when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, verse 30, uh, immediately knowing in himself the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman, verse 33, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Wow, what a wonderful story. Casual readers of the Bible might say, gosh, isn't it wonderful how Jesus healed this woman? But actually, that's not what's happened. The woman got healed on her own faith. And I want to discuss that to some point today and uh, trust God that our faith level will grow and uh, that we are in a better position to receive healing for our own selves. Now, this woman had been sick for 12 years, doctors unable to help her. Not only were they unable to help her, but she had spent all the money that she had and didn't get any better, but rather grew worse. Um, as soon as she heard about Jesus, she found out where he was. She came behind him in the crowd and to touch and to, came to touch his garment. And as soon as she did, power flowed from Jesus's body into her body and she was immediately healed of her affliction. And Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you well. All right. He said, your faith has made you well. He didn't say, I have made you well. He says, your faith has made you well. Now, of course, ultimately, it's the power of God that made her well. But by faith, she knew how to connect 
with the power of God. Um, I want to get into some of that story here today, and some of it might just be pure technicalities, uh, but I, for one, uh, believe, and it's always helped me, if I understand things better, I can function in these things better. If I'm vague, then it becomes a bit of a head and miss sort of a deal. So um, I'd encourage you to uh, listen carefully today because I believe that God wants to take our faith level to an entirely new level today. Verse 30, I want to just pick up on verse 30 here out of this passage that we've just read, and it says, Jesus immediately knowing in himself the power had gone out of him, turning around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Um, and so what that tells us is that Jesus, when power left him and flowed into that woman's body to heal her, Jesus knew the power had gone out of him. In Luke's gospel uh, of the same account, it tells us he perceived the power had gone out from him. For those of you that are used to praying for people uh, for healing, uh, and so forth, uh, you will be familiar with that sense of when there is a, a release of the power. It is sometimes a feeling, uh, sometimes just a perception. Um, it's interesting, I was just praying for a, a little child the other day, and before I could lay hands on that child, I felt that rush of power, you know, touching that child. Uh, she wasn't able to explain it, but we just know that she got better uh, and she got healed. Uh, sometimes laying hands on people, uh, it's like the power of God has a, a feeling, it's almost like, hard to describe but in, in, in language, but it's a feeling of stickiness. It doesn't quite flow uh, as freely as what it's, at other times it's a rush. And when there is a stickiness, to it, it sort of indicates to me that at the receiving end, there isn't that faith there to grab a hold of this thing and to lay a hold of it like this woman did uh, when she came to Jesus. Um, and so the woman felt that she had been healed of her affliction because immediately there was a flow of power. And the Bible says that she knew she felt healed of her Affliction. She knew it immediately. Um, and I should say at this point that in terms of ministering healing to people or receiving healing when somebody prays for you, feelings are really not all that necessary and important, but it certainly feels good when you feel it. All right? It, it's, kind of, it's kind of something about that. Uh, and uh, you see, both Jesus and the woman knew that a transaction had taken place. And I, I use the term transaction. If you go to the shop, you take some money with you, you buy something, you've made a transaction. Well, of course, God tells us, he says, come and buy without money. So we go to God without money, but we need to come with faith. We can't just, you know, we shouldn't come empty-handed altogether. We bring faith, all right? And, uh, and when we bring faith, it's like, Faith, we've said, is heaven's currency. God accepts it, and he releases the power of God into our life, and that transaction takes place. In this instance here, the woman was healed immediately. Uh, we will call this a miraculous healing in the sense, I mean, all healing, 
all divine healing is miraculous, but this one is instant, whereas other times it is a healing that begins and is outworked in some hours, some days, sometimes weeks, and sometimes over a longer period where people just gradually get better and until they are 100% healed. She came with faith in her heart to be healed in her body, and Jesus had the power of God on his life to get people healed and delivered. And when the two met, so to speak, there was a transaction that took place. Uh, she came with faith. Jesus had the power. And the power shot across into her body. And she was immediately healed. That power, uh, in the Greek, uh, you know, in the New Testament, in the Greek language, it's the dunamis power. It's miraculous power. Um, that was on Jesus' life. And here in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says, how, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You see, sickness is an oppression of the devil uh, somehow, um, and sometimes, you know, people are sick because of uh, wrong lifestyle choices and for various other reasons. But ultimately, it all goes back to the devil. All right. Uh, sickness is, is, is like, you know, it's like of the devil and healing is of God. All right. And, uh, and it says here that, uh, that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. So that power that Jesus felt leaving him, that's the power of God. Um, specifically, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. Because he received that power when he was standing in the River Jordan being baptized by John the Baptist in water. And when, when he came up out of the water, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came upon him. And with the Holy Spirit came the power. All right, so he's now walking around with the power of God in his life, on his life, to heal people uh, and to set them free. Uh, and we know that when Jesus stood up in the synagogue in Nazareth, in his hometown, and he got up, and the Bible says that he found the passage over in Isaiah chapter 60, 61, and he read it, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. There's healing. Preaching the gospel for salvation and preaching healing for people, bodily healing, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. There's deliverance by the power of God, of demonic oppression and demonic spirits and so forth, and uh, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Uh, the people who are blind, he was able to heal them because he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. Uh, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And that acceptable year of the Lord is the year of Jubilee. 
uh, which, uh, you know, if we understand the Old Testament and when the year of Jubilee came around, uh, they had Jubilees every seven years and then they had Jubilees every 49 years. And what happened was that, uh, that all the slaves were set free in the year of Jubilee. Anybody that's lost any lands because of decisions that were made and for whatever reason, they were able to go back to those lands. Uh, things went back to their original owners, all right? And, and that's what Jesus came to do, to preach and to proclaim exactly that. Um, not so much in a natural sense, but in a spiritual sense, that we are able to, as God's people, to go back to our rightful inheritance uh, of having the blessing and the favor of God upon our lives. And, uh, and, of course, that's why Jesus shed his blood, so that whatever damage has been done way back in the Garden of Eden, uh, even prior to that, when the devil came into the earth uh, and when sin came in, Jesus came to die on the cross to undo the damage. Um, and salvation is now freely available, but you must receive it. Healing is freely available, but we must receive it. Deliverance is available, we've got to receive it. All right. So that power of God, sometimes we call it the anointing. Um, and what is the anointing? The anointing is various things, but in this context here, it is the power of God to heal, the power of God to deliver. And you know, Jesus, as we uh, look at his ministry, his earthly ministry, as he ministered for some uh, three, three and a half years from the moment that he was baptized uh, by the Holy Spirit uh, in, the, in the River Jordan uh, to the time that he was crucified uh, and so forth, that whole uh, stretch of ministry there, he healed people in a variety of ways. Sometimes he simply spoke to sickness and rebuked it and people got better. The fever left them, uh, as it was in the case with Peter's mother-in-law, and at other times, you know, he spoke. He says, Lazarus, come forth. It was the same resurrection power that was in him to raise, to raise up Lazarus, uh, who had already been in the tomb uh, for some days. And somebody told him, say, Jesus, by now he stinketh. You know, by now his body is like it's gone beyond. Uh, but nothing is beyond the power of God, you see. Hallelujah. Another time he made a mud pack. From his very own saliva, spat on the ground, stirred it around a little bit, made my pack and placed it on, the, on this blind, blind person's eyes. And he says, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And he went and he came seeing. All right. Uh, and uh, at other times, Jesus laid hands on people and healed them. That was another very prominent way on how he ministered healing to people. But he was never in a box. It was never like the same sort of cookie cutter sort of a deal. It's just whatever presumably the Lord led him to do, Holy Spirit led him to do, that's what he did. But here's the deal. This is what I, I said all of that to lead up to this. Many people never waited for Jesus to touch them. Instead, they came to touch him and receive their healing. All right. And here it is again in Luke chapter 6, verse 19. It says, And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out of him and healed them all. All right. Power went out from him. And uh, it became known that Jesus had the power carried within himself. And so people, as I said, we don't hear so much about this. We knew that he laid hands on people, that he spoke to sickness, but people came and touched him. They wanted to make a connection with the power of God, and then they got healed. So 
and, and to bear that out some more, Mark chapter 6, verse 35, when they crossed over, that's Jesus and his disciples, they came to the land of Gennesareth and anchored there. And when they came out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran throughout the whole surrounding region and began to carry about on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard he was. And whenever he entered into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made well. So, Jewish men were wore like cloaks, uh, that in their trousers like we had today. Um, and, uh, and people wanted to come and touch the hem of his garment. Uh, so these were like cloaks uh, that you'd still, f f similar to what you'd find today in places in Asia where men don't wear trousers, they wear these, what's the word? Uh, obviously, <laughs> tunic uh, type thing. And they were hemmed at the bottom, and of course they were hemmed at the sleeves, uh, but it, it, the hem at the bottom, uh, typically they had you know, blue borders on them, blue hems, and they had tassels on them, and the high priests had to put little bells on them, so as they walked around, you know, that you could hear them coming and so forth. But, you know, all of that detail is not so necessary, but what I would like to suggest to you is, when the sick people were all laid out on beds, well, they were not beds, they were stretchers, okay, uh, and they were all lying there, unable to walk, and Jesus walked past them, and as he walked past, they would grab the hem of his garment, and power went out from him, and healed them all. It's, it's, it's just a, a, an amazing story. Now, a little bit later on, if we get enough time, I want to touch on this as well. But people say, well, of course, you know, this is Jesus. Of course. You know, Jesus is God. Of course, he's got the power of God in him. He's the son of God, of course. But you remember, Jesus didn't work with his own power. He worked with Holy Spirit power. And that Holy Spirit power is potentially available to every single believer in Christ today who has been baptized with the Holy Spirit. To the extent that when we read the book of Acts, where Peter walked around and people wanted to get into his shadow... And as Peter's shadow hit these people that were laid out, they got healed. So there's a function there that uh, we don't want to take anything away from Jesus. Everything is because of Jesus. But we don't want to restrict this function to Jesus only for his three, three and a half years, 2,000 years ago, because the function is still available today. All right? And, and, and people can lay hands on others and provided that they're filled with God, uh, that there will be a release of power. And for some people, they have an anointing, they have a gift uh, to be able to function in that capacity. Everybody can pray for sick people if they're born again and baptized, but it does help to be filled with God. All right. If people are filled with themselves, it's not going to work. You see, <laughs> because the power doesn't come out from self. It comes out of the Holy Spirit anointing. And drive sickness out. Whenever the power of God meets sickness, sickness always comes worse off. It's like when you turn on the light, <laughs> darkness always leaves. It cannot stay because the light always overpowers darkness. And the anointing always overpowers sickness and disease. 
And the anointing always defeats devils on the spot and casts them out. All right? So sick people sought to make a connection with the power that Jesus carried by touching the hem of his garment. This became a thing in his ministry. All right? And so, can I just please touch you? You know, they begged him, can we please touch you? And when they did, they got healed. And this is the report that the woman with the issue of blood had heard. It was a verbal report, because back then the New Testament hadn't been written, the Gospels hadn't been written yet. All right, she's living in that time period where all of that is played out. She heard the report that there is this Jesus, and they call him Messiah, they call him Rabbi, they call him Master. He moves around, he's an itinerant minister, and when people touch the hem of his garment, they get healed. And she thinks, I've been to every doctor in the country. And nothing grew better, but rather grew worse, and had spent all that she had. <laughs> and by now, you know, paid every doctor, nothing, you know, nothing got better. And uh, she heard about Jesus. And she pressed behind him in the crowd. She touched the hem of his garment. And she received her healing. And in brackets, we got there in the outline, she took her healing. She, con she was convinced that that healing was for her, and she took it. Um, and Jesus, in all reality, in, in a direct sense, had nothing to do with it in the moment. He had everything to do with it in terms of carrying the power of God, and everything to do with it when he was going to die on the cross, pay the price for people's sins in a couple of years to come, everything to do with that. Because you see, people got healed on credit. The price hadn't been paid until Jesus came. And they laid those stripes to his body. And there's a whole lot of message there that, wow, you know, when I preach that, I get emotional. Because Jesus done it all. But what I'm saying, in the moment... Jesus was quite oblivious to what was going on until he felt power go out of him. He says, who touched me? You see, we have said in previous sessions that faith believes and faith receives. Faith is not timid. And faith is not passive. If you're not sure what you want, you're not in faith. Because faith begins where the will of God is known. She believed the report that she had heard, and by faith, she made a connection with the power of God. Now, in previous sessions, we learned that when we talk about walking by faith, we learned what that means. So it means four things. We said that it means hearing what the Word says. Number two, believing in our heart what the Word says confessing with our mouth what the Word says and doing what the Word says. All right? Walking by faith means those four things. I hope that helps you to break things down a bit because walking by faith, and you know, that's a bit of an abstract sort of a statement. 
What might that mean? Well, it means those four things. Hearing, believing, confessing, and doing. And as we work our way through this passage of Scripture, uh, with the woman with the issue of blood, it's listed in Matthew's Gospel, in Mark's Gospel, and also in Luke's Gospel. And each tells the same story, but giving different facets of detail to make up a complete story. In Mark chapter 5, verse 27, it says, When she heard about Jesus, she heard. Walking by faith means, number one, hearing. She heard the report of the Lord. Number two, she believed the word. Now, we're not specifically told that she believed it in, in, in so many words. But the fact that she confessed it and the fact that she acted on it lets us know she absolutely believed. All right. Number three, we, sa we said that she confessed the word. Mark 5.28 in the Amplified Translation, it says, For she kept saying, If only I can touch his garments, I shall be restored to health. She kept saying it over and over and over. Now, please realize that this woman had a, a, what, what the Scripture called an issue of blood, which what we might call, and I don't want to... You know, be crude about it, but she had a what we might call a woman problem that had completely left her dilapidated. She'd had a flow of 12 years. And by now, I would assume she's not only, you know, you know, physically in a mess, by now she'd be an emotional mess. It's like I've been to every doctor, paid her money, and nobody was able to help me. And by now she'd be weak. And uh and she had all sorts of issues. And actually, we, we are told that in the Old Testament, when there was such a thing going on, people were not allowed to be in amongst company. They had to be outside the camp. You know, in the Old Testament, they were outside the camp. And, and yet for her to press through the crowd, she had to press through not only physically, and to pick herself up and to say, I'm going to make it to the hem of his garment. Weak as she was, she had to battle mindsets because she knew she wasn't supposed to be there because of that particular condition as far as, you know, Jewish law is concerned. And she pressed right through. And from the moment that she heard, she decided that she was going to find out where this Jesus is. And from that moment forward, she traveled she moved, and when she got near the crowd, and she kept saying, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. And that's what we call confession. She said it, and she said it again. She said it over and over and over. And finally, she acted on the word. All right. What does walking by faith mean? It means number one, hearing. Number two, believing. Number three, confessing. Number four, doing. The report said, you've got to get to Jesus. And you've got to touch his garment. You've got to touch the hem of his garment. That's exactly what she did. Mark 25, verse 27. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. All right. I don't know if you can see this as clearly as I can see this. But in terms of walking by faith, she ticks every box. All right. It ticks every box. I want to talk a little bit more about the power that flowed out of Jesus, who, of course, 
is available today. Jesus physically is in heaven, but that same power is available today. Because that power that this woman got healed by wasn't Jesus' power, it's Holy Spirit power. All right? Now we are, <laughs> for those of you that we've done our School of the Word 1, we extensively talk about the Trinity. We are Trinitarians. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Bible speaks about the Godhead, which is all of them together is God, but individually there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And as I said, we teach that extensively because we believe that this is very important. All right, the Trinity. Uh, and here is Jesus, God the Son, standing in River Jordan after John baptized him. And he came up standing in River Jordan. The Father is in heaven. And he speaks audibly and he says, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And God, the Holy Spirit, come upon him like a dove and alighted upon him. All right? Uh, so the Trinity is demonstrated right there in this one instance. So I say all of that, that uh, it would be fair to say that not everybody that touched Jesus that day got healed. Even though it says, as many as touched, got healed. Let me just read another passage here, and then we'll wind down very shortly. Uh, and uh, then we want to pray for people, anybody that wants prayer, needs prayer. Uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 45. And Jesus said, who touched me? Now, this is the same story that we started in, in Mark's gospel. Now we're in Luke's gospel. Who touched me? And when all denied it, <laughs> it's like, not me, Jesus. When all denied it, <laughs> Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude throng and press you. <laughs> and you say, who touched me? It's like, Jesus, that does not make sense. <laughs> but Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceived Power going out from me. So, Bible tells us there was a multitude. And Jesus trying to move. Um, specifically, he's trying to get to Jairus' house. Because his daughter was lying at the point of death. And for those of you that have read your Gospels, you know the sequence of certain stories and certain parables and so forth. Jairus says, Master, my Daughter is lying at the point of death. Please come and heal her. And he says, I will come and heal her. And he's moving. And while he's moving with the crowd around him, trying to go through the crowd, there's like a press, there's like a thronging. So all sorts of people would have bumped into him, him bumped into them. But I would suggest to you, not all of them got healed because many of them were not there to get healed, they came out of curiosity. They just happened to be, oh, I just bumped into Jesus, you know. And so, so what I'm trying to say to you is, Jesus had the power to heal them all. In fact, there's another story I want to finish with. That he had the power to heal them all, but in this next story, only one guy got healed. So, so the people that have faith touch the power of God and receive People who just bumped into him 
And I thought, oh, you know, <laughs> the best way to describe the power to me would, would seem to be we talk about electricity. I sometimes tell this story when I was a little boy. Um, in my parents' bedroom, there was a light bulb that wasn't uh, working. And, you know, being uh, Europe, they had the screw bulbs rather than the bayonet that we have here. Don't we now got a lot of screw balls. And I thought, well, that's easy for me. I get a chair, climb up there, change over. And, you know, I, I like to be a practical person. You know, I grew up on the farm. You've got to be practical on the farm. So I get up there on the chair and I unwind this thing and I bring a new bulb and try to wind it in. And I must have had it at an angle. Um, and uh, it just wouldn't go in. And I'm thinking, gosh, what's going on? Is there something stuck in there? So I pulled the bulb away and I stuck my finger in there to clear it out. Man, I made connection with the power of, with the power of electricity like you would not believe. It threw me off of that chair. <laughs> and uh, it made such an impact on me that now I do a bit of electrical stuff on and off today with different things, uh, and, and, and I sort of like electricity, but I'm not registered, so I'm limited in what I can do, but I, as I say, I've I, I got a high respect for electricity, let me tell you, ever since that experience, i got a high respect for electricity. I check, and then I double check, and then I triple check. Is the circuit breaker turned off? Is the light switch turned off? And if I touch it, I treat it as life. Oh, I, so I say all of that, I made a connection with electricity. And it knocked me, knocked me off my chair, and I said, it took me a while to get my head around what had just happened. Uh, and what I'm saying is that people can sometimes jostle, you know, or get jostled, and, you know, there is a, a thronging master. You, you're saying, who touched me? The multitude are thronging you. There's a press going on. But it's the woman that got healed, not necessarily everybody else that bumped into him because they didn't come with faith. They didn't come, they hadn't confessed, they hadn't said, I'm going to press through to Jesus and I'm going to touch the hem of his garment and I'm going to be well. She established her own point of contact. She made up her mind. She didn't wait for Jesus to say, woman, come here, do this, do that, and let's get you healed. No, no, no. She was quite independent from him. She came behind him in the crowd. And of course, he says, who touched me? <laughs> and when the woman saw that she could not be hidden, she came trembling. She knew she wasn't supposed to be there, as we've said earlier. According to Jewish law, she's not meant to be in the crowd. She's now trembling. And here is this. I tend to minister that could possibly question her. It's like, what's the problem with you? And why are you here? You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> anyway, she falling down before him. She, she declared to him in the presence of all the people, the reason that she had touched him. Here it is. It's the reason why she touched him. Other people bumped into him, but there was no reason for them to purposely touch him like the woman touched him. And she got healed. And I would suggest that others did not. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. So faith needs to connect with the power of God. Faith alone in itself is not the power of God. Faith connects with the power of God. Faith releases the power of God. And finally, in Luke chapter 5, verse 17, and it's just... Bring this uh, last passage here, and then we want to uh, finish speaking. Then we want to pray for people and uh, you know, help people to receive healing here today because the same power that was present with Jesus 
in that instant there is present here today. It happened, Luke 5.17, on a certain day that he was teaching, and there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Where was the power? It was in him, and it was on him. All right. And that power was present to heal them all. Yet none of them got healed, except the man that was brought in on the stretcher by four of his friends. For those of you that know the story, when he's teaching at the place, is chocker. And next minute there is a commotion going up on the roof, you know, flat roof. The ceiling tiles were taken down. And there's four guys that are letting this man on a stretcher, on ropes, right down in front of Jesus. <laughs> what a story. But here's what's interesting. He says, and Jesus, seeing their faith, he saw their faith. You see, faith can be heard. Faith can be seen. And he spoke to the man. He says, get up and pick up your stretcher and go home. And the man was healed. There was a release of the power because he saw their faith. And so when faith meets the power of God, Healing happens. When faith meets the power of God, deliverance happens. When faith meets the power of God, there is a release of the miraculous. And what I'm saying to you today, and you know this, that the same power to heal is present here today to bring healing and restoration into people's bodies. Thanks for watching Victory Christian Center. For more content, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Or you can subscribe to our podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Podcasts. Check out our website at victory.net.nz. We'll see you again soon.